Welcome to the CND Podcast. I'm Deputy Editor Lillian Anekwe. In these financially challenged times in community pharmacy, contractors are being forced to reduce their costs wherever possible to keep their businesses stable. In the CND Salary Survey 2018, 35% of UK pharmacy contractors said they had cut their training budget in the previous 12 months. I spoke to Mike Holden and Deborah Evans, Principal Associate and Managing Director of Pharmacy Complete, which offers training and consultancy in health promotion in the sector, and winners of the Training and Development Award in 2018. They told me why pharmacies should continue to invest in staff training and preventive health. So Mike, if you could tell me a little bit about how you've seen attitudes change towards healthy living pharmacies in the pharmacies that you visit and the pharmacists and teams that you work with when you're doing your training. So healthy living pharmacy um, as a concept when we started it back in 2009 was always around helping pharmacy uh, be the best it can be for the communities it serves and the commissioners that it that funded and um, then because it wasn't an equality payment scheme as it is now uh, it was people did it because they believed it was the right thing to do Um, and uh, that has evolved um, and as as people have talked about it and created stories around it has changed the attitudes of many pharmacy owners, pharmacy um, managers, uh, pharmacists and their teams into one where they see prevention and healthy conversations as being an important part of their role. The the beauty of that is that it's now being recognised by people like uh, the Secretary of State, Man Hancock, um, in the latest uh, paper prevention better than cure and that recognition of of healthy living pharmacy as a platform for delivering that the means to the end is is really positive and when we talk to health champions and healthy living pharmacy managers and owners their reflections are always very positive personally um, and that um, this is a rewarding part of their role an important part um, of the consumer experience that they deliver to the communities they serve and, and reach out into. And it's changed the mindset uh, substantially in the last eight, nine, ten years to one where pharmacy is um, bigger than than supply, bigger than medicines. Um, it's more around the care we provide, the services we provide. We've still got a piece of work to do that with consumers and, and the public and to some extent commissioners to persuade them that, that that's robust and the place where they would go to either to commission services or to provide, uh, to, to receive advice and care and support uh, beyond the medicine, um, beyond the pill, so to speak. Um, but we we feel that the Health of Living Pharmacy brand has, and the culture change that goes, that underpins it, has created that, that change in mindset, that change in culture that's pharmacy had the opportunity to embrace and and has embraced. What do you think the big challenges will be for healthy living pharmacies and more broadly the sort of prevention agenda in the sector over the next nine, ten years? And where do you think you as a company and a training provider will fit in within that? 
Our philosophy has always been giving uh, people an understanding of why this is important. Um, and as the government has quite clearly identified, and, and many have had before, prevention being better than cure is the only way the NHS is going to survive. We have to stop people becoming ill and live well for longer. Um, so under getting pharmacies and their teams to understand that that's um, a core part of their purpose it requires a change in, in still requires a change in mindset and it re- requires a change in the incentives to drive that change in practice at the same time so the two need to align i suppose the three need to align firstly the consumers of the services need to want it um, and understand that's where they can get it from the the providers i.e the pharmacists and, and the teams and the owners uh, the contractors themselves need to to want to provide it um, and the commissioners need to want to commission it so all of those three need to align up the challenges will be making those three things line up so we we have done very little um, apart from the current or last week's exercise on ask your pharmacist which is an annual program a good program uh, we need to be persistently informing the public that pharmacy is a place they can go to get uh, advice support on medicines yes absolutely um, but also on their lifestyles and their, their broader health and well-being whether that be to do with their lifestyles that might impact on their future health or their current health for me the the challenge there will be reaching those hearts and minds and um, for us as a provider us making contact with people is one of the hardest things we have and we we use many channels including yourselves to do that so changing people's mi- minds requires looking them in the eyes um, they always say that if you if you want to change people's hearts and minds then you need to look them in the mm-hmm. eyes and and therefore getting ourselves out there and, and spending time with people is very important to us and we do a lot of that already but we'd like to we need to do more um, and make that work for us as a provider but also for the the end user the consumer of it so reaching people, reaching the hard to reach in pharmacy mm-hmm. and, and pharmacy reaching the hard to reach in the communities um, remains a challenge. So yes, a, a sustainable, persistent campaign on pharma- for pharmacy to make the change it needs to do to be ready for that hopeful new funding that might come down from the Secretary of State's announcements on the £20 billion, pounds, um, some of it coming our way, um, but also getting that message out to consumers the public, the communities, the population, whatever you want to call it, is, is a real key thing. You know, we saw the um, uh, the, the C&D award, uh, the Training and Development Award, we, which we received this year as being a, a very pleasant and, and welcome reflection on, firstly, the, the efforts that we put in as Pharmacy Complete over the last three years to, to enable that, um, but also um, in recognition of the work we put in over the last 10 years almost for to create and develop, along with others, uh, the healthy living pharmacy model uh, and for it to be where we are today with over 80% of pharmacies in place. So, yeah, we're very, very grateful for that recognition and, and we've embraced that through our website and our presentations and our uh, on many ways, possibly not as, as big as we could have done, but we don't do it for that reason. We do it because we have the passion that pharmacy needs to create the healthier future for itself, uh, firstly, and and for the nation. Deborah, you've been telling me that when you are going into pharmacies and working with pharmacists and their teams, oftentimes because of the financial pressures they're under, training and development is 
one of the areas in which they'll cut back to make ends meet. So I just wondered if you had any thoughts on what pharmacies lose out when they make those cutbacks and why it's so important to continue investing in training and development in the sector. Of course, um, first of all, the current situation for community pharmacy is really challenging. You know, it's really difficult for uh, pharmacies to justify anything other than the absolute basic spend to keep their business going. Um, We're hearing of pharmacies that are really struggling even to pay their wholesaler bill in the current environment. Mm. So absolutely understand the difficulty in justifying any additional cost to the business. But what we do know is from evidence in, in a number of different sectors and what some other pharmacies tell us, is that investing in training for your teams um, pays back time and time again. So the return is is much bigger than the investment. The reason for that, well, because increasingly we're asking more and more of our teams to deliver more. The demand on their time is much higher. And if they're working effectively and they're able to take on more of the work of perhaps the pharmacist, mm-hmm. then um, that will enable the pharmacist to be released for other activities, which are arguably going to bring in more revenue. But also we know that trained teams, members of, of whoever we are, actually trained ourselves. If we've been developed, we're more likely to give more of ourselves, that we will be more motivated, more inspired by our work, and we can give more of ourselves. That was Mike Holden and Deborah Evans discussing the need for pharmacies to continue to invest in training for the whole pharmacy team. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes or your preferred Android app. I'm Lillian Anekwe. Thanks for listening.